This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. What a week already, and it's already, it just started live from Studio C. Oh, I can't see how we can put up with it, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compounded today on a Monday, mid-September. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Plea deals and judges and hurricanes, oh my! I think this Kavanaugh story is so damned interesting. How many tentacles can you get in one story? Touching on American life. Wow. Hashtag Me Too. Women versus men. Um, the Supreme Court hanging in the balance. All those people that vote for Trump to get the nominees through and one doesn't get through. The hatred of Trump that gets, by some people, that gets thrown into the mix with everything mm. else. The frailty of human memory. Let's yeah, go there. Just all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody thinking back to high school and colleges and various situations they were in on either side of things. Don't get me Oof. started. Oof. Oh, my. Wow, there's a lot there. There is a lot there. And I said, as usual, the st- the straw that stirs the drink on the whole story is is the tangerine tornado. No, not in my world. It's not. <laughs> I won't go there. But, yeah, as, as usual, the coverage of it on the lamestream media has been highly unsatisfying, at least to me. And uh, so we will attempt to uh, put aside the stupid, stupid, stupid stuff and try to figure out what's going on. Boy, that poor woman who did not want to come forward. Somebody leaked her freaking name because everything leaks in the modern world. Mm. Um, had she, she, Maybe you've heard the story, maybe you haven't. But so she told Diane Feinstein. I, I now understand why Diane Feinstein did what she did, and I think it makes perfectly good sense. But so Diane Feinstein, okay, you're not going to come forward. I can't do anything. That's that. But then reporters started showing up at this woman's house. What? Wow. Who, who told? And then she was in the position of, she thought, you know what? I'm not going to turn my life upside down as much as I don't want this guy to be on the Supreme Court. Then when reporters started showing up at her house, she thought, my life's going to get turned upside down whether I want to or not. Right. So I might as <laughs> so well. So I uh, might as well. But and, Do it right. I don't know if she knows to the extent, but everything that's ever happened to her sexually financially, parenting, everything that's ever happened in her life, real or imagined, is going to be a daily story for the next week. Right. Right. Whether she likes it or not. And that just sucks. Well, but apparently that's... we're getting into this, but which is fine. I would also suggest that since the basis of this discussion is a 35-year-old drunken high school memory, what would be off the table? Right. I mean, if that's the standard, what's outside that standard? Right. Rumors somebody heard at the elementary school 26 years ago? That's fully, uh, you know. But And I'm not denying the, the, the truth or plausibility of anything. Because uh, I don't know. There's going to be a whole industry of trying to ruin her credibility with mm-hmm. real or imagined stuff of everything she's ever done. Right. What a sucky position to be in. I think we're all going to end up in that position at some point. I think that in the future, remember Andrew Warhol's? 15 minutes of fame thing. Sure, yeah. I think in the future we'll all end up under the magnifying glass at Probably some about point. 11 minutes of infamy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or 17, I don't know. Scientists are still studying the question. 
a, a video goes viral of you teaching your dog to catch a tennis ball. Right. And then the whole world comes in on your entire past. Then they can, can bone me. <laughs> right. right. They exactly. can bone you. <laughs> right. And then they move on to the next person. Yeah. I think that's the future. Joe Getty once drunkenly shouted whatever at a golf course. <laughs> right. Exactly. I did? Oh, no, man. I didn't. I may have. I don't know. <laughs> so many tentacles. Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. I, uh, I I got kicked this weekend, basically. I, uh, I checked on my credit, and I kind of talked to like a mortgage person just to get information, you know, just to see. And what I found out was they said, you basically, your credit isn't bad, it's not good, but you have to play the credit game where you've got to open up a credit card, and then you've got to put a bunch of money on there, and then you pay it off, and you do this over and over again, right. and then your numbers go up, and it's just like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Play the game, man. It's a game. Dance to their tune. <laughs> yeah. be, the, be their little dancing monkey and take whatever scraps they throw you, because that's the deal, man. <laughs> so basically, if you want to live a life without a credit card, you really can't. Do you? That's true. Not that if you want to, uh, you know, I borrow mean, my, stuff and get a mortgage or my, something. Right. My grandparents, they did everything cash. Well, yeah, were, I know. They, I tried to do that as long as I could, but you can't rent a car. You can't get a hotel room. There's all kinds of things right. they don't let you do without a credit card. Um, you have a dancing monkey at home that you throw scraps? That, that's, that's a metaphor, man! That's one of the Ken Bone stories that's going to come out. <laughs> Joe abuses his dancing me- monkey. And, w- and when there are no scraps, no food for you, monkey. It dances, sometimes the Charleston, sometimes running man. <laughs> but they throw some scraps. I tried to teach it to floss, no luck, so I gave it no scraps. <laughs> There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, putting the finishing touches on my gigantic, big, blockbuster Emmys preview. Who will win? Who should win? I'm breaking it all down. It's going to be on the Positive Sean blog on the Armstrong and, God, Armstrong and Getty, that is, website. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people make that mistake. Armstrong and God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it almost came out Gotti, which would have been oh, a different wow. thing. Yeah, forget about it. a different show in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so that'll be up uh, within within 30 minutes. You can check that out, uh, and feel free to, to just give me a call if you just want to talk about it. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to ask you, because I want to know what you think is what the big winners are going to be. Shows that I probably should watch. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I want to pass along a dating tip. A little bit of Old Spice goes a long way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so as I was told on Friday, as I put on a little Old Spice myself. What's your date pass out? Uh, I learned that on Saturday night. I splashed some on very vigorously. <laughs> oh, boy. And I kind of made her eyes water, but she did think it was kind of cute. Uh, overall. Kind of made her eyes water. <laughs> oh, boy. That's charming. That's what yeah. you're going for. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, overall, though, it was a successful third date with the uh, woman I'm mentoring in How have, to Quit Smoking. Have you transitioned from smoking into other conversations, or are we still on smoking? Oh, no, no. We, we've we got a panoply of topics now. <laughs> I mean, That's good. It's all over the place. Why do you smell like that, uh, foremost among them? <laughs> One of the topics, what's that smell? <laughs> well, it was kind of like I... I got to her place and i walked in through the front door and you know there i am with my old spice oozing off of me and uh, she actually stepped back oh boy it it stings the nostrils that 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 reminds me and this is a a memory i'm not happy about but that reminds me of one time uh she was i think she was in the process of dumping me but anyway she shows she shows up to my house and i walk out onto the porch ready to greet my my love. And uh, she said, oh, I can smell you from here. Oh, boy. Oh, that was painful. Oh, golly. <laughs> I still remember that. That was painful. Yeah. That's funny. That made that stuck in my mind so much. I can picture 
her car, the driveway, what she was wearing. I mean, it's just one of those... Uh, one of those painful lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, I can smell you from here. Yikes. That happens. All right. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, September 17th, year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the throwing you scraps according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Mark. So right now. You're, you're naked, and the audience wants to know, this is Fox Business, and they're watching, and they want to know, what is in your head to be outside in this weather right now, not wearing any clothes? Just being a free and American, man. I don't let nothing oppress me. Yeah. That, that's got to be part of our intro from here. That's got to be a new part of our intro. Yes. Just being Hanson. free and American. I'm not going to let nothing oppress me. Right. Huh? God bless that man. He's a hero, an American hero. Do you want me to leave the part in about how he's naked or no? No, nah, probably not that. Okay. Yes, a naked guy with an American flag in the hurricane. Yes! For some reason. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, woman behind the confidential Kavanaugh letter is speaking out. You've got the U.S.-China tariff battle ramping up again, and Apple's already warning about higher prices. And counting down to the SpaceX Big Falcon rocket reveal. Coming up. There's almost no chance they go forward to that vote this week, is there, at this point? I'm hearing uh, probably no... More on that coming up. How's mailbag look? Oh, very nice. We have your weekly shower thoughts to begin the week on a uh, a contemplative note, a philosophical note. Fantastic. Really take a long look at yourself to start the week. That's what we all want to do, right? Oh, sure. (laughs) All that stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, hey, Michael Che, you are looking fine today. Michael Che and Colin Jost, the uh, hosts of the Emmy Awards tonight, so that should be funny. It's the least watched, uh, watched awards show, Jack. Is it? It is. Yeah, I'll watch the opening monologue and be my guest, but I expect that to be pretty good. I just want to see the list of the uh, nominees. What wins is it makes no difference to me whatsoever, but it's a nice uh, tip list of shows you could check out. I only watch the winners. I don't watch losers. All right. Well, you prefer shows that don't lose the Emmy. Exactly. All right. All right. Beautiful. All right. Mailbag. So let's begin with the weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Richard Salt Lake City. Music sure does sound different when you're in a group and no one likes what you picked. Oh, Wow. That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, maybe someday neuroscientists will, you know, study the old uh, lighten up regions of the brain thing and how your brain changes emotionally. Because, uh, you know, so much of a reaction to music is emotional. You play it and somebody clearly hates it. I, uh, DJ, I've DJed many a dance in my life, whether at bars, wedding dances, or high school. And, uh,. The very first ones I was, I think this happens to everybody who does this, is uh, I was, I, my thing was, I'm going to make you like my music. I yes. <laughs> And that doesn't work. No, wait till they get a load of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes pandering is exactly what you want to do. And then eventually you transition to stuff you hate, but they like, which makes you more money. When it comes to downloading pirated movies, 
The fear of accidentally downloading a virus has scared off way more people than the FBI warnings ever have. Oh, no doubt. 100% true. That's funny. I, yeah, I don't even think about I'll get caught if I try to do this. I just oh, think, no. No, I just think my computer will get the blue screen of death. And... FBI knocks down my door like I'm uh, Paul Manafort. Busts in, did you pay for that copy of Risky Business? <laughs> no, I went to some website. I, uh, like, uh, mm, mm. Ten years in a hard time, Leavenworth. Breaking big rocks in a little rock. No, Russians getting access to my bank accounts. what I'm worried about. Right, exactly. Speaking of the interwebs, before the internet, nerds and fanboys were getting bullied. After the internet, nerds and fanboys became the bullies. Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one. That, uh, human nature or something. That's a good one. If the pollution of oceans and overfishing continues, they'll have to have they'll have to update the saying, well, there's plenty of fish in the sea to there's still a few fish left among the trash, which is also more accurate dating wise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a cynical view. Uh, I don't believe that. True. It depends. You Well, yeah, I don't know. This is my favorite. Probably if you have an identical twin. That makes you less than unique than pe- less unique than most people on average, but more unusual because of it. So you are simultaneously less unique and more. I don't know if I could have psychologically handled having a twin. Just looking at it, you're not the real one. <laughs> I am. Which one of us is the evil one? <laughs> wouldn't she constantly? I'd have known that. <laughs> wouldn't she constantly be measuring yourself against your? Identical twin. I mean, with everything. You'd, how would you not? I think there would probably be a lot of that. Yeah, I, I uh, because as I've mentioned before, I've I spent a fair amount of time trying to help my kids not compare themselves with each other. You guys are completely unique. You have different skills. You have different aptitudes. You have different interests. Just be you. Be the best you you can be. Don't worry that he's better at math. Actually, he wasn't better at math. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the different ages and all that helps a little. If you're exactly the same right. age, have exactly the same body, and to you know, a certain extent, the same brain. Yeah, sure. Uh, that would yeah. be difficult. Identical twins in particular, yeah. Uh, if you're a twin, you want to weigh in on the topic, here's the deal. And I I should mention this multiple times every day, but I don't, purely because I'm an idiot. Uh, our email address is mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I mean, if your identical twin gets all the girls or the guys... Um, and you don't. You, you've got to just say it's your personality. After a while, it'd freak you out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> nice note here from uh, Nicholas, who's um, I don't know what all these uh, acronyms mean, but I believe he's uh, Fubar current. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. I, I believe he's a, a, a vet, or anyway. I've been listening to you guys for three years since I started college. I currently listen to you guys while pulling out my hair, doing calculus and linear algebra homework. I have to write mathematical proofs, uh, a.k.a. writing facts in detailed vagueness. Screw proofs. Here's a proof. If you listen to Armstrong and Getty whilst doing math homework, said homework will be exponentially more tolerable. I don't understand how you listen to talk radio while you do advanced math, but I was never very good at advanced math, so... I always listen to music. I was a music during homework guy. I was thinking about this the other day because I, I did calculus for fun. I actually enjoyed it. I like I thought it was really entertaining. It See, didn't... to me, that's like cutting. Yeah, I cut myself so <laughs> I, I can feel something. I know. And I know that more <laughs> now that I got a son that, that like math just confuses him. Um, but anyway, so I took advanced math and I really enjoyed it and everything like that. And I cannot figure out his third grade math. Yeah. 
That's weird. And we, yes. we get these texts all the time from people who say, I am literally a rocket scientist. <laughs> right. And I can't do my second grade second graders math. Because we've, we've come up <laughs> with a new 21st century way of doing mathematics. You know, Euclid knew nothing. Archimedes was an idiot. No, we've reinvented math for the 21st century. It's a new progressive math. Oh, my God. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Moving along. You know, this one's very serious. How much time do we have? Yeah, we'll skip that. I'm going to come back to that uh, perhaps later in the show as a topic of conversation. Here's here's the beginning of it. Please don't use my name, writes uh, uh, Jim Shmedkovich, uh, Al Anonymous. I currently work in a busy local emergency room. I thought you should be aware that our magnanimous state legislature, uh, he's a, a Californian, has solved the homeless problem in California. They are turning it over to the hospitals. Senate Bill 1152 is on the governor's desk waiting for a signature. will require that all hospitals feed, clothe, immunize, and find adequate housing for anyone that shows up at any emergency room prior to discharge. You thought wait times in the ER are long now? Just wait. We are already the de facto psychiatric holding facility, with as much as 20% of our ER bed space being taken up by psych patients awaiting placement as the legislature reneged on that responsibility as well. So now before they say, all right, you're done here, you got to go, you got to feed, clothe, immunize, and find them a place to stay? Wow. And that's why you went to medical school, to help people find a place to stay. Wow. How's, How's your utopia coming along? Wow. A uh, quick note, and uh, certainly there are opposing views, but on the uh, Judge Kavanaugh uh, f- last-second wrinkle, uh, BJ from SF says, um, the fact that this woman came forward now reeks of political chicanery. As an independent, I find it disgusting and damning to the Democratic Party. I believe it will hurt them in the November elections because many Americans will see this as another cheap political trip, hmm. or trick, rather. I've grown to detest the Democratic Party. Because I see what they've done to San Francisco and California. That's BJ from SF. I saw it that way on Friday before she came out. I don't see it that way now. We can talk about that more later. Feel free to disagree. The, Everyone. The logistics of why it came out, when it came out, the way it came out, are more complicated than they seem. And we've learned through the whole hashtag Me Too thing. I mean, I've come to learn anyway why people keep their mouths shut. Oh, yeah. I mean, it never made sense to me before. She never went to the police. She never said anything to anybody. Right. And I get that now. I mean, it. it, it I don't understand it, but it, it happens enough that you just have to accept it's clearly a thing. Right. Uh, but I have, uh, I will inject what I hope to be logical assessment, a logical assessment of where we are and what this means and, and how to proceed. Yet another interesting wrinkle in this whole thing. How come the only two Republican senators have said, whoa, 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 we got to have hearings, are the two, Flake and Corker, that aren't running for re-election? And, the, well, is that because they're more courageous or less? Well, they're flamingly anti-Trump. Right. Is, is it just an anti-Trump move? I don't know. It seems suspicious, doesn't it? It does. It's a little odd. Yeah. So Marshall's got his news coming up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. the calculation he's probably going to be confirmed anyway so why suffer through the annihilation if it's not going to matter that was before somebody decided to leak somebody 
and this is not hard to imagine in the political climate we're currently in, thought, I don't care. I don't care if it's true or not. I don't care if this woman's world gets turned upside down. This is going to throw a wrench in the works. Right. May delay it till after the election, so let's get the name out there. Absolutely. Which Dianne Feinstein's got to be. So she's getting criticized. Some Democrats are said to be furious that she didn't share the information. Right. She she shared the information with practically no one, and it's still leaked out. Right. That's why you can't give the information. In the modern world, whether you're President Trump, Dianne Feinstein, you can't share anything with anybody, or it will end up out there. Yeah, it became known because a website got hold of the info from probably one of her senior staffers. And then she said, yeah, I do have that letter. And the rest of it. And then the next thing you knew, some, I think a BuzzFeed reporter was knocking on the door of this woman in Palo Alto. It's like, right. what? Yeah. And then, you know, then it's over. Right. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Armstrong and Getty talking about the psychologist at California Palo Alto University who stepped forward to identify herself as the woman who has accused Supreme Court Judge nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault some 30 years ago when they were both teenagers. The accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, By tells... The way, let me throw this in right now, because it's been driving me crazy all weekend. And, and Marshall, you're, you're absolutely... You're, it's, this is not a bitch about you. Let, I, me, let me set the scene, as they say in the scene-setting business. Sure. Yes. Joe is unshaven. <laughs> so as you listen to this rant, you're hearing yes. it from an unshaven man, perhaps somewhat unhinged. Perhaps Sans Home. You don't know. <laughs> I actually ran into a friend over the weekend. I said, I want to assure you, I still have a home. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, it's a more serious note. I absolutely despise the term sexual assault. It is a useless neutering of, uh, of various sex crimes in their description. Sexual assault, quite literally, includes grabbing a woman's butt against her will through her clothing and forcible rape with the threat of death. Both of those things are a quote-unquote sexual assault. That means the term is useless. It is sort of like saying... It's like saying animal. An animal was in my home, and you don't know if it was a freaking tiger or, or an insect. I forced him to drink a liquid. Okay, was it water or gasoline? Right. Um, uh, but so right. what? So what do you want to refer to it as? Well, I don't. I, I haven't really thought that through. I just hate the term. I would say um, unwanted groping, uh, as described. Go on, Marshall. All right. The accuser is telling the Washington Post the encounter happened in the early 1980s at a gathering of teens in Maryland. She says Kavanaugh and a friend both quote stumbling drunk corralled her in a bedroom where she says Kavanaugh pinned her down in the bed and tried to pull off her clothes. Ford says she tried to scream, but Kavanaugh put his hand over her mouth. She says, I thought he might inadvertently kill me. Which would be pretty terrifying if that actually happened. I mean, yeah. Oh, right, right. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing. Democrats immediately calling for a delay. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, but as long as we're talking about this. Yeah. And then a third friend, another guy, jumped on top of both right. of them in drunken hijinks. They all tumbled to the ground. She left the room and went home. She says she didn't say anything to anybody because she was afraid her parents would be mad at her for showing up to this party as a 15-year-old. Right. Among other things. Right. right. She never told anybody till 2012 when she talked Correct. to a, a therapist about it. Yeah. They actually have the therapist's notes, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, man, it's a hell of a deal. Though. All the way, so, so if it's 35 years ago at this point, it was like 29 years ago. We'll, we'll round up to 30 for the point of discussion. I'm just here to tell you, and this is my take, 
And listen, I I am not soft at all on 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 forced gropings or 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 anything like that. Whatever is alleged, but the idea that thirty year old drunken high school memories brought up near the you know eleventh hour, unintentionally or intentionally, cannot be the basis for derailing. A Supreme Court justice nomination, or a president, or a senator, or anything. That is, and part of this comes from spending many, many years writing about, thinking about, studying criminal law and the frailties of human memory. There are famous studies where they asked people in 1968, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Then they asked them again in 1975, when you found out Kennedy was shot. And their answers changed completely. Where did you watch the moon landing? They've done it again, and people's memories right. evolve. Uh, eyewitnesses in courtrooms, the more science is applied to it, the more terrifying that becomes. People see a mugshot, they convince themselves, yeah, that's the guy, and then their memory of what they saw in the bank becomes that mugshot. Right. It does not become, it's no longer the face they saw in the bank. It changes fundamentally, it's terrifying. As an objective standard, 30-year-old drunken memories, and I, it's not clear to me if she had had anything she had to a drink beer. there. Okay. A beer. Well, as a 15-year-old girl, she was at least slightly intoxicated. That is, and it's another one of the reasons um, that the statute of limitations exists, because of the frailties of human memory. That, as a standard of proof, is practically useless. If that was your memory, though. If your memory is... This guy attacked me. I thought he might accidentally kill me. Because he had he his was... hand over mouth, perhaps, or nose. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I think he was trying to rape me. If, if, if that's what you believe happened, it'd be pretty tough to watch the guy treated as, uh, you know, the golden child and put on the Supreme right. Court as just the, the greatest of all kind with his uh, wife right. and his kids and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. you can see why you'd write a letter to your congressperson, as she did, and then get it to Dianne Feinstein. On the other hand, I was discussing this case with women over the weekend, and their near-unanimous uh, opinion was, we all did stupid stuff in high school. That doesn't prove anything. Well, what it's... a drunken 17-year-old boy does. It's ugly. It is ugly if it occurred. On the other hand, 35 years later, the idea of being held to account for what you did as a drunk 17-year-old? I can't even imagine that world. I have much more to say on this. I can't, I, I could talk about this. There's so many different angles of this that are, that are interesting. But to me, at the end of all of this discussion, the problem is, even if this did happen, um, how do you ever get a Supreme Court nomination going from here on out? Because the opposition party would always find somebody to tell a story like this and you, and you slow it down, derail it, throw water on it. How, how Particularly is, how does... in a political atmosphere where everybody is convinced that their opposition are actually the new Hitler right. and or closeted communists or bent on the destruction of the Bill of Rights, etc. I mean, if, if there was seriously a threat to the Constitution, there was a dictatorship brewing, a real one. Communism was about to take over. I'd lie like a rug to bring it down. I would lie, I would shoot a gun, I would join militias, I would I would do anything. I would lie, cheat, steal, engage in espionage, anything, if there was a legitimate threat against the Constitution. There's not, by the way, not even close. 
Sure. So all you people have to are do convinced that any measure is is justifiable. All right. you'd have to do is find a woman somewhere in the country who's so certain that he's going to overturn Roe versus Wade, and that's an assault on a woman. That yeah, I'm willing to lie for the greater good. Yeah. Um. And or vice versa. I'm I'm willing to lie to stop a Barack Obama's nominee because right. I think universal health care will ruin the country. I mean, right. whatever. And it's it is. A creeping communism, and, et cetera. And, and it's not on this Ford woman to worry about this. If she's just telling what happened in her life, she doesn't need to worry about the greater implications, I suppose. But I don't understand how we move forward if this works. Right. Right. And I am not for a moment suggesting this woman is lying. I have no evidence on which to form any firm opinion. But that's the problem. Right. Even if it's yeah. true, even if you know, how do you move forward? If this is enough to derail you, not an actual crime in a criminal court doesn't meet those standards. Just a memory from 30, 40 years ago will do it. Right. I don't understand how we get, ever get anybody elected or assigned anything. Right. right. To, to summarize, and perhaps I should have come to this earlier, if it is 100% true, that is completely unknowable to us. If it is 100% false, that is completely unknowable to us. It's an interesting story. Yeah, one footnote to all this. uh, Her attorney is now saying that she will uh, go ahead and testify before the Senate. So she's she's made that decision. Holy cow. And I I can see why she is, but I hope she's completely thought through what this is going to do to her. There are people out there spending money right now trying to ruin her Mm -hmm. and discredit her um, with things that are true and are not. Oh, my God. It's going to be ugly. Ugly. That is a wrap. That is your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We need the bell. If she, if she ever yelled at her kid in a Target, you're going to hear about it. If she ever had a one-night stand ever in her life, you're going to hear from the person. If she ever uh, got behind on her, on, on her payments on something and defaulted, you will hear that story. That's all coming out. <sighs> or, even if she didn't, the story will still be out there. <laughs> this is no way to run a nation. Because everybody sees the stakes as high enough to justify anything. Right. Oh. My point exactly. Oh, Ugly, ugly, ugly. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How about you compile the Shawnees? And I only need two categories. What's the best comedy? What's the best drama? Okay. Decide what you think they are. I'd like to actually know that because I might watch them sometime. In my spare time. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! good one. Oh, and, and, uh, and because I'm not like Jack, I like to know everybody who tried hard. Uh, go ahead and have a list of nominees for me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Why are you using oh, that, that remind- effeminate voice? That reminds me. I uh, have no idea what you're talking about. I have a new uh, state motto for the state of California coming up. I have uh, researched it carefully. A uh, little bonus mailbag here, if I might. Two things. Number one, listener Nick, who he reminds us, uh, uh, gave us a heads up about the solid gold mm, marital aid. Being sold by Gwyneth Paltrow to her idiot followers rhymes with Bilbo um, and also says Michael is a national treasure. Never lose him. Alerts us that 
we have made the Urban Dictionary. Uh, in a way, <laughs> the burden of Damascus. Mm. <laughs> did it, we invent that? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. You, I thought we did. You had that's an expression. That's actually an old historical expression. That has what does that actually mean? I don't remember now. It has to do with you know Syria's role in the ancient world and something right. or other. But we decided burden of Damascus is when you, you feel like you really need to go poo, um, but you're in an, a place you can't in public. The burden instance, of Damascus, driving, etc. Uh, Burden of Damascus experience thing. I don't even want to read this, um, but it's what I described as heard on the hottest show on the West Coast, the Armstrong and Getty radio show. (laughs) The example of uh, how you use it is I ate Taco Bell at the mall and had a Burden of Damascus while shopping in Macy's afterward. (laughs) Nothing to be Uh, proud of. This is one of the greatest honors ever bestowed upon us, and and I thank you for that. And then this note from Jody, who says she's a relatively new A&G fan, having discovered your podcast this summer. I don't know where uh, Jody hails from, but anyway, great. Uh, you discussed the news of Amazon selling Christmas trees. Mm. Um, and Marshall shared a story from his childhood, which remembered me of a Christmas long ago I thought you guys would appreciate. It was the summer of 1978. My dad decided to leave his secure job as a master electrician with a local well-established company and go into business for himself. As you might imagine, it was slow going in the beginning, and when Christmas rolled around that year, money was very, very tight. Determined that his kids would still have a nice Christmas, he went to the fire department for a Christmas tree. I don't know if he cut one down in the yard. or They were probably having a sale. Um, and he bought two of the spindliest trees you can imagine for $5 total. He then drilled holes in one tree and filled the holes with the limbs he cut off the other tree. My sister and I were too young, ages six and eight, to understand his motives. We couldn't figure out for the life of us what in the world he was doing. Nevertheless, we had a wonderful Christmas, and I have a picture of my sister and I standing in front of that Charlie Bound tree, Christmas morning, 1978, huge smiles of delight on our face faces. And I understand today the chances my dad took and sacrifices he made to secure a better future for his family. That's really nice. That's a beautiful story. There's a, where there's a will, there's a way. He was a WW2 vet. That's a fabulous tale, isn't that it? That is. That's great. I love the spirit of it. You know, I love the idea of a dad busting his butt to take care of his families and make his little girl smile on Christmas. And Frankly, the idea of drilling holes in one tree and jamming the branches from another into it right. is, uh, well, I think the word is genius. <laughs> the word is genius. Christmas trees are in the stores, by the way, already now. Oh, man. Yep. I'm growing my winter beard, as Jack possible? pointed out. It's the changing of the seasons. We the just... leaves are, well, the same shade they were. A month ago, since it's the West Coast. Well, if you live in, you know, the northern regions, they've probably begun to change. And I know this is a tired comment on American society and how early various holiday stuff ends up in the store. But um, we were actually discussing, would the Halloween stuff be out at Target yet? I mean, because it's mid-September. I mean, we were asking the other day, the 15th, that's the middle of September. So you got a full month and a half Six weeks till Halloween. Not only that, yes, the Halloween stuff is there. Much of it gone. The Christmas trees are out. Mid-September? It's it's still technically summer. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Well, you can look forward to the days that I'm living in, Jack, where your wife and you look at each other and realize the kids are gone. 
could put up the tree, but why bother? Oh, speaking of which, we got some new skeletons and stuff from the uh, the Target. Yes, way to go, Dad. They have all kinds of skeletons now. Some of them seem a little disturbing to me. Like, you can get lots of dog skeletons. We got a wiener dog skeleton. Yeah, I saw that. Why do you want to... What do you, what? Hey, look, here's a dead dog. <laughs> Here, we cleaned all the meat and skin off of it. Now it's... T- Hang its bones. So Sam's got a wiener, a, a wiener dog skeleton with a with a fish skeleton in its mouth. Nice outside his front door. That's a nice touch, though. It's a whimsical touch. <laughs> it, it? it takes away from the whole "this dog has died" vibe <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I saw those dog skeletons. That was in the uh, waning years of my active parenting, and uh, yeah, it weirded oh. me out just because I, you know, and where I come from spiritually, uh, you know. The whole uh, the afterlife, our departed relatives, doesn't really include cats. That reminds me. Uh, no la- offense, John. Last week we were taking texts and emails on things you've uh, inanimate objects you've yelled at, hit or smashed. Yes, I smashed something over the weekend. Oh boy, I want to hear about. Yeah, and it relates to the whole Halloween shopping. Final kid thought. Happy birthday, little D. Delaney May, who who a lot of you remember the day she was born, and I called in, turned nineteen today. She's uh, celebrating 3,000 miles away because she left home and drove and drove and drove till she ran out of land. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, honey. Miss you. Some more tentacles to this Kavanaugh story. While wow, that's a development, the woman is going to testify in the Senate. Oh, my God. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.